Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. I'm your host, Ken Seymour, with another of Ken's movie reviews. This week we'll be reviewing Long Shot with Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Now, this movie came out about a week or two ago, and uh, so I was a little late to the game in getting to see it, but uh, I think I was glad to have done so. As always, we will begin our review with a little discussion non-spoilery about whether or not we think the movie was worth seeing in the theaters, whether you should wait for it to come out on a streaming service or possibly purchase it on a Blu-ray, or maybe just kind of ignore it altogether because it's just not worth seeing. Uh, We will be going through the entire movie in a very scientific manner. And by scientific, I mean just an arbitrary amalgamation of numbers that we're putting together to give it a total score of 100 potentially, or possibly zero. Never had either of those, but you know, it could happen sometimes if something was just amazing or spectacularly bad. I somehow doubt that will happen. But let's go into the non-spoiler portion of our program. Um, Long shot, I tried to keep a open mind going into because it seemed like it was going to be kind of your traditional rom-com guy finds a girl out of his class kind of a movie. Um, so I didn't want to didn't want to go into it with any sort of a, a bias one way or the other. But at the same time, for reasons that I'll go into later, I did have my hopes up just a little bit due to some of the people that were involved with it. Um, I have to say it exceeded my expectations. I did enjoy this movie greatly. Um, would I suggest going to see it in the theaters? Possibly. If you are on a date, this is an excellent date movie. Um, especially, well, I guess I should say, considering on the nature of the person that you're taking and the type of person that you are, but for the most part, a very good date movie. Um, in addition, if you're a fan of Seth Rogen, you should definitely see this in the theaters because in a lot of ways, it is a kind of traditional Seth Rogen fair style of movie. Um, but I'd say for most people, probably wait for a stream to, to see it or possibly Blu-ray. Definitely worth seeing if it gets on stream because this is a movie that I think is a lot better than people will expect it to be. Um, that being said, I'm going to give you the standard breakdown of what our scientific, you know, you know, mathematical, crazy, awesome system to to put this together is going to be we're going to be going over cast which is 20 points director is 20 points costuming and props can be up to 10 points location also 10 points cinematography and special effects 20 points plot and writing 20 points that adds up to a total of 100 and it will allow you to give this movie or at least allow me to give this movie a score very similar to what you might get from a teacher in school Um, All right, so now we're about to hit into the spoiler-heavy section of the uh, review. Uh, But before we get into that, I want to remind everyone that the Pudding Guys have a Patreon account that is set up. Help support us in our creation of new content, whether they be movie reviews like this, whether they be top tens or our conversations on pop culture or our favorite thing in the world, which is to interview the most interesting people that we can find, bring their stories to you so you can hear a little bit that you may not normally be able to hear. You can find us very easily on Patreon under Pudding Guys, and we would love to have your support. In fact, we know how important your money is, and we try and make it very, very inexpensive to support us. We currently only have a $1 per month donation. 
you can't even get a cup of coffee in most places for a dollar. Spend that on us, and we will do our best to bring you something very entertaining. But on to the show. So, let's start with the cast, as I always do. The cast in this movie was really solid. I mean, it was, I mean, it was something that most people are going to expect. I mean, you see Seth Rogen, you see Charlize Theron in the previews or into the commercials that you see for it. So you know a little bit of what to expect. Seth Rogen has been obviously in a ton of stuff. Most people know him from Pineapple Express or Knocked Up or Zack and Mary Make a Porno or the voice of, uh, I believe it was Mantis in Kung Fu Panda. Um, but in addition to that, you've got Charlize Theron, who I just adore in pretty much anything. I mean, she was amazing in Monster. She was uh, Snow White and the Huntsman was really very well done. The uh, comic book movie adaptation of Atomic Blonde. Uh, you've got my favorite thing that she's in, uh, Devil's Advocate, just kind of a classic movie. She's generally just awesome no matter what she is in. So between the two of them, you would expect a, a pretty good uh, if not chemistry, at least a very good interaction with uh, the script that they would have and the ability to kind of bring a closeness from themselves to the person watching the film. Uh, but in addition to those two individuals, there is actually a fairly robust surrounding cast. And when I say robust, you always have a robust cast. There's tons of people that work on a film. But in, in my definition of this, people that you would know, people that you would recognize or possibly no work of already. So you've got uh, June Diane Raphael, who plays a, an assistant to Charlize Theron's Charlotte Fields. Um, she has been in a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, it's one of those individuals whose faces you should just basically recognize when you see her. And she did very well in this film. Uh, I thought maybe the writing put her in a position where you didn't have as much of a chance to empathize with her character as I thought you should have, but we'll get to that in the plot just a little bit. But yeah, so she's been in things like Year One and um, what was it, um, uh, Disaster Artist. So she's been in, in quite a few things. Um, you've got, um, uh, I'm having a brain spasm here just for a moment, uh, Ravi Patel, uh, the other assistant. Uh, he's not somebody I'm as familiar with, but he's obviously had a little bit of a resume himself. Uh, Master of None, Meet the Patels. Uh, he's been in quite a few things. I haven't had a chance to see a lot of it, but I thought he comported himself quite well in this film, did uh, very well. Um, uh, I think Oslay, Oslay? I'm, I'm gonna say this wrong, but uh, Jackson Jr., um, I, I feel terrible uh, about uh, mispronouncing this gentleman's name. He's a newcomer to a certain extent. I mean, he was in Straight Outta Compton, uh, so he has he's, he's had some big stuff uh, come out, but his, his resume, if you look him up on IMDb, isn't quite as long as uh, some of the other individuals within this film. Uh, you have uh, Bob Odenkirk as the president of the United States in this. That was a real treat. I love Bob Odenkirk in anything. He is just hilarious. Um, on top of uh, being in, of course, uh, Better Call Saul, he has had uh, uh, comedy specials that he's been in, a variety of different television shows. Of course, Breaking Bad, the, the previous show before Better Call Saul. I mean, he's fantastic in everything. And while he didn't have a huge part in this, he made every ounce of screen time he had just fantastic. Uh, on top of that, 
You've got Andy Circus, um, which you wouldn't be um, you wouldn't be uh, wrong to if you just kind of missed him. He has actually quite a few scenes in the movie, but he's got such a large amount of makeup on you might not recognize him. Uh, but he plays uh, he plays a rather just awful person that Charlotte Richards tries to avoid on multiple occasions and just is unable to do so. Uh, you've got uh, Randall Park, uh, who is quickly becoming one of my favorite kind of uh, small part actors to see in films. Uh, he had a part in uh, Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp, I believe it was, uh, where he played the detective that was keeping an eye on Ant-Man. And uh, he's been in several other things. And he has, he has a very solid um, sense of timing. And, uh, and the humor very easily comes through, but not in that kind of overt way. It's, and it's not exactly subtle either, but it's, it's a very light touch. So whenever he, so far I've seen him approaching a role, the humor is there, but it's not so much that you're laughing at his character as laughing with the character, sort of. It's hard to describe, but it, it's, it's just kind of uh, an inviting kind of a feeling. And I'm, I'm really starting to like the stuff that he's been in. Um, you've got... Um, You've got the bodyguard who I'm spacing the name up right now, but he was in Red Two. Um, uh, you know, so, so so very solid cast. I mean, it's not going to be as deep as some of the larger movies that you're going to see, but um, I think all in all, it is the right cast for this kind of movie. So we're going to kind of keep it short on the casting side of things. And out of a score of 20, I would give it a solid 15. I mean, it's it's really good for what it is, especially since you got two heavy hitters in the main spot that I happen to like in, in pretty much everything that they're in, and they're filled out pretty well around them. Uh, very well done. Now, the director of this particular movie, uh, Jonathan... John, I'm, uh, I'm becoming slightly uh, uh, unable to speak today. Jonathan Levine. Uh, that is one of the more interesting choices. Now, this is what I was talking about a minute ago, and I was trying not to go in with any sort of a bias, but... Several of the things that Mr. Levine has done, I either haven't seen, uh, but I have heard are very good, or I have seen and just I didn't didn't connect with them the same way. But one of the movies that he did that he also did the screenplay for was Warm Bodies, and I really really enjoyed that film, and so I could kind of see what he was capable of doing, and I was wondering if he was going to bring that same kind of um, that same kind of aesthetic. Uh, not it obviously isn't going to be exactly the same because it's a drastically different movie. But the the type of humor and the type of uh, scene to scene progression, I was wondering if he was going to kind of keep it the same. And in some respects, it is. And in some respects, it's, it's not. Um, but that was that was one of the things that got my hopes up just a little bit. And I think he definitely delivered. I mean, this is this is a, a film that I would not have originally thought to to put him at the helm of just because of what his resume was already. It just to me didn't scream rom com, uh, but I'm certainly glad he was on it because he killed it. Um, I think the only way that this film would have come off in the way that it did, and I'll kind of approach a little bit of what I'm talking about when we get to the plot section. I only think that happens if the director really understands the script that is there and has a good connection with the actors that are involved. Um, and I think he did a fantastic job. So I'm going to give that also a 15 out of 20. Um, costuming and props. This is normally in a rom-com, not something that I think I would 
ascribe a whole lot of points to just because it's a rom-com. You're not going to have the opportunity to really um, stretch on some, of, uh, on some of the costuming and props that you're going to do. And there aren't a lot of props, to be sure. I mean, there's some basic stuff, but nothing, nothing out of the ordinary, nothing that fixates, not that MacGuffin-type item that you're going to see in some of the sci-fi and fantasy uh, world of stuff. But the costuming actually was pretty fantastic. Um, the the uh, I think they hinted in this in the commercials, but the the costume of the uh, traditional I believe Swedish uh, suit that that has to be worn by Seth Rogen at one point is just it sticks out like a sore thumb, but a really fun sore thumb in in exactly the right way, and it's super fun and that that's done really well. All of the costuming for Charlize, which Normally, you would expect it would be something that would just kind of blend into the background because she's supposed to be playing this uh, character that is uh, uh, very much political and trying to uh, stay in that realm. Um, so you would think it would kind of not be anything that would jump out, but a lot of the stuff they had her wearing was really well made and, and just looked fantastic. Um, same thing with Seth Rogen's attire. I mean... He's supposed to be kind of this uh, dorky individual at the beginning, and they make some of his transition with a transition of clothing as well. Um, I think that's done really well. And the dorky clothing actually looks like it's really fun to wear. <laughs> it's just kind of normal stuff that you would expect, but just nicer. Um, and everybody else that surrounds them, the everybody has really excellent uh, wardrobe on this. It just really stuck out to me for some reason. It could be all in my mind. I may be making it up, but just from what I've seen, I thought it was I thought it was really well done. And especially when they take the point at which they go partying out, just a slight change in in wardrobe was uh, pretty interesting and fun. Um, so yeah, I thought they did excellent. And it's never a big category, but I, I got to give that a nine out of ten for that reason. Uh, location. Now the locations were fairly simple. I mean, you've got to you got to be in Washington D.C. when you're going to, or at least purport, purport to be in Washington D.C. since you're going to be dealing politically. But also, um, they're going to be traveling the world throughout the course of the movie, and so there's a lot of scenes in the plane. There's a lot of scenes in his apartment. There's a lot of scenes in the apartment of his friend. Um, and then there's a lot of scenes in the White House area and a couple of the different uh, balls. Well, I, I guess balls is probably not the right word, but parties, festivities associated with the politics that they, they kind of interact with. Now, um, for the most part, I think this was done really well. I mean, it, 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 it wasn't exactly what I would call amazing in any stretch of the imagination, although the party sections were kind of fun. Um, I think, I think it was what it needed to be. And in that set, I'm not really going to go into it in any great detail because there isn't anything to really say that was awful or great about the locations. And because of that, I think that really puts it at a 9 out of 10 score as well. Um, in, a, in a movie like that, it, it's real easy in, in a sort of a rom-com style movie just have something stick out and go, man, that was absolutely wrong. I don't know why they did that. They didn't have anything like that in this movie. It was just, it was just really solid all around. Now, cinematography. Um, this is not a movie that's going to have a whole lot of 
a whole lot of range in terms of cinematography. It's not a lot of CGI. You're not. You're going to have a lot of two shots. You're going to have a lot of um, a lot of the standard style recording. You're not usually going to take a lot of risks when it comes to angles and styles. Um, I was kind of hoping he would because I felt in some respects that's kind of what he did in Warm Bodies as to have have them go that route. But they stayed safer, um, which I guess makes sense. I mean, for the type of movie that's going to be made. Uh, now, there is one thing that mildly disappointed me. Um, there's this, this predilection, and maybe that's not the right word, but there's just a, a habit that a lot of filmmakers have been getting in uh, recently where no matter where you go, you've got to say the name of the place in big block letters at the bottom of the screen. Now, in some instances, that makes sense. In a movie like this, I don't really think it serves much of a purpose, especially at the beginning when they're in D.C. You know they're in D.C. It's pretty obvious for anybody that uh, has like three brain cells uh, or more that are firing. They're talking about politics. She's Secretary of State. And uh, they're in, they're in a, a location where she's operating, oh, potentially talking to the uh, to president in the Oval Office. Yeah, they're in Washington. It's, that was kind of stupid. Um, and maybe it was just uh, in prep for the other locations that they went to. Now you know they're going to be in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. Now you know they're going to be wherever it is they're going to be. But... I really think it was unnecessary. I think I thought it was a, a bit of a jarring distraction. That's really my only detraction. I mean, and if that's the only detraction for the film, eh, that's not too bad, really. But at the same time, there's nothing that really amazed me either. It was all very kind of standard, uh, standard stuff that that I saw. So um, because of that, I'm going to give that a 14 out of 20. No, no major, major gaps, but nothing that really impressed me either. Um, now, the plot and writing. This is the part where I think uh, this movie is significantly better uh, than what you would get out of a lot of other films of a similar type. Uh, the average rom-com uh, that I would end up putting uh, scores to is usually going to be in about the 10 of 20 range, just because they're, they're often very formulaic. They don't take... Um, they don't take chances, which is fine, because you don't really want to take a lot of chances in a, in a rom-com. But they also often don't develop the characters very well. If you get anything, you get one, maybe one change, one growth per uh, major character that you have in the film. Uh, a lot of the backstory is often very limited. Um, and in some cases, especially with Seth Rogen films, you tend to have a focus on bodily humor jokes, and sometimes they hit and sometimes they don't. Um, a lot of times they don't because they kind of go into the gross-out range, which is fine for some people, but I think kind of misses, misses the mark sometimes. That being said, um, there was not a lot of that in this film. There was not a lot of that growth. I mean, I'm not going to say there was none. There was definitely some bodily humor, uh, humor uh, in this film. Uh, but not a ton, and it was done in a different, well, not a different way, but in, in such a way that it didn't dominate the story for the most part. Now, there is an exception. Uh, when um, when mm -hmm. Charlotte Fields is um, blackmailed by 
somebody so that uh, she's going to go along with them or the individual is going to release a, a video of Seth Rogen's character, um, uh, Fred Flarsky, which, by the way, Fred Flarsky, fantastic name, funny on its own, but going to release a video of him uh, masturbating uh, to the world, which, first of all, is kind of dumb. Um, I don't see it as... If you're trying to be grounded in some sort of realism that that really is not the way to do it but in terms of funniness has some potential for humor and that's that's like i said it, it kind of went the the more gross out range but at the same time still maintained a certain not subtlety but a light touch on it and it actually kind of worked i don't know how it did i normally wouldn't find this kind of thing funny but it was it was pretty funny um on top of that there was a lot better, a lot better backstory. They did a better job of kind of going over a little bit of the history of both of the main characters than than you normally get out of your kind of normal rom com. The uh, the flashback scene is enough to kind of encapsulate the the love that Fred Flarsky has for Charlotte Fields, which really was a little surprising, and it was semi realistic. I mean, not kinda. It, it emoted in such a way that even if it wasn't realistic, you could kind of go ahead and accept it as realistic, which is enough for something like this, because that's, that's what's really important. Um, I'm always concerned in a film like this where it's the whole guy is trying to get a girl way out of his league sort of a, a film, uh, just because, again, like I said, it tends to be formulaic and it tends to be ham ham-fisted in the way that's approached and just it kind of just doesn't connect in a lot of ways it's not funny um, uh, and it doesn't make it to the sweet level either it just seems like oh so any well because of the way Hollywood is you don't see it the other way around you'll see the guy that's supposed to be the ugly duckling getting the really uh, hot and uh, successful girl but you usually don't I don't remember seeing anything the other way around where you get the girl that's kind of described as somewhat the ugly duckly getting the really handsome guy. When it's tried to be done the other way around, at worst, it's the remove her glasses and she's beautiful shtick, which gets really old really fast. Um, so, it, it, again, I was kind of concerned uh, the way they were going to handle this. But the direction that they went, I thought was really, really well done. The way that that they show the relationship develop, I mean, he had this he had this kind of crush, this early love uh, set up, and to see him get to actually know her through the course of the film was more than I expected, and then actually have that real sense of love develop through that, and the way that they, you have to handle because she is the strong capable woman in this film i didn't i was not wanting it to be one of those things where okay well i thought i wanted to to be successful and powerful but all i really wanted was love it's everybody wants love but you don't want to send that message because it it seems it just seems a little off it doesn't seem like it's sending the right message i mean because you can be both um, and I was, I was kind of concerned it might go that route, but I don't really think that it did. Um, it showed some inner turmoil. It showed her actually responding to the, uh, affection Charlotte, uh, 
responding to the affection that Fred had for her and seeing it as genuine in a system where a lot of things aren't, uh, helping to remind her of the person that she wanted to be. Because at that point, it's not about him, it's about her and the stance that she had. I thought that was actually pretty well done, kind of uh, having having a, a reminder of um, what your actual moral line is. Uh, that was kind of fun, um, and I thought it was done very well. I, I didn't think it was one of those things where I'm going to throw everything away uh, in exchange for love. Instead, it was more like something um, like the American president, where the the person that has that particular position of power is not going to allow perception to rule uh, the perception of what who they are and what they should do rule their actions they're going to lead by example of what they consider to be right and the consequences will be what the consequences are and we'll deal with it as we come i thought that was done pretty well um i didn't really like the development of uh uh rafael's character as as much because she plays that role of the person that's going to be against Fred uh, because, you know, the, the optics of having him uh, as a first man just wouldn't look right. She's not going to win, uh, but secretly is just jealous uh, of, um, of the type of relationship uh, of what it is or potentially just, you know, it's all about the job. I was afraid that was kind of the direction they were going to go with it. And to a certain extent, they didn't do the jealous thing, which I was glad for, at least not that I could see or not that I read into. But they did do, they did still kind of the, the tried and true. It just, just isn't going to work because he's ugly. Um, I don't think that served her character very well. And it made her less likable um, when it seems like at times you were supposed to empathize with her and that she wasn't so bad of a person. They didn't do enough to really get that side of it, I don't think. Now, there were a couple of instances where it almost went that direction, but I, I just, I think it was really not, not done well in that respect. And of the character development, that's maybe the only one I really felt that way with. The uh, Canadian... Canadian Prime Minister, Canadian whatever he was, um, as a bit part was done very well. Um, the other assistant, played by Mr. Patel, was done very well. Um, I thought all in all, it was just pretty, pretty, pretty well done with all the secondary characters. And having Lisa Kudrow in it for a small portion, that was kind of a, a fun little Easter egg surprise, and she always does fantastic. She has such great comedic timing to begin with, and her character as kind of the the person that's going to uh, do the polling and see how people are going to react in certain ways was well, kind of perfect for what she did. Uh, the the small digs they did with Bob Odenkirk, he's not a direct amalgam to uh, Donald Trump. Uh, so I don't think it's really so much a dig at Donald Trump on him, but a dig at the concept of how Trump gained the notoriety necessary to become elected. Uh, the fact that uh, Odenkirk's character was an actor that was on a television show that played the president, and because he was on that show and was really popular, he became president. That's pretty telling. Uh, other than that, the really the similarities between him and Trump are, are scant. Um, 
uh, I, I really didn't see that as as a direct dig at Republicans or Trump or anything. And that was another thing I was going to be concerned about because for this movie to really hold up uh, over time, uh, you, I, I would hope at least that there wouldn't be any leaning one direction or the other. It's just kind of a presentation of how the society is and how they're trying to navigate everything. And I thought they did that pretty well. Now, the one thing that I did really enjoy is they did take digs at Fox News throughout the entire movie, and it was fantastic. Um, while I don't like to espouse any political views one way or the other because I, I don't like to nail myself down to a specific side, um, there are certain individuals and groups that I do not like very much, and Fox News is one of them. Um, I have a lot of conservative views, a lot of liberal views, and I've never thought that Fox News conveys their side very well. And the digs that they took at them because of how they portray things was kind of fantastic. Uh, it was very funny. Now, it was exaggerated, to be sure, uh, at least from what I've seen of Fox News. Maybe it's not as exaggerated as I think it is, but uh, they... they definitely do a really good job of making fun of Fox News and that is always fine with me <laughs> but uh, um, yeah other than that uh, throughout the movie that like I said there's just a really good adherence to the story you know on the other side I think they do a really good job of trying to get people to understand the difference of views, which is something I didn't think they were going to try and address. The fact that some people are going to have uh, drastically different views. So you have Fred Flarsky, who is supposed to be very liberal leaning, and you find out that his best friend, played by Mr. Jackson Jr., is very um, conservative leaning. And the fact that uh, his best friend never tells him about any of this um, uh, because he knows exactly how Fred's going to react and that would have put a potential bad spin on their relationship as friends. The way that they addressed that was really, really good. It presented two friends that, that were able to kind of get past their differences and still be friends even though they saw things differently. Fred was uh, not religious, his friend was. Fred was liberal-leaning, his friend was conservative, but they were still friends. And that was, that was what mattered, regardless of how they thought things should be, because the connection between people is what's really important, which is kind of what I see as the heart of the message of the film, which I really like. I like films that kind of do that. I could be rambling here, but I, like I said, I really enjoyed that. It, these small little nuggets of moments throughout the film, I thought, did really, really well. Um, so, all in all, I thought there was a lot of pluses, some misses in, in, the, in the writing, but a lot of things that were there that I didn't expect to be there. So I'm going to give it a 15 out of 20, which is for me really high marks on a rom-com, uh, which will bring my final score to a 77. That puts it in a solid uh, C plus territory, um, which I think is about right. Um, when it comes to rom-coms, um, that's a lot better than most that I've seen. And I still enjoy uh, a romantic comedy, but they usually don't rank really high on something I'm going to watch over and over and over again. They have to have something special. This one, I'd probably give it another watch here at some point. Not not you know, not all the time, but you know, it's, it, I'll, I'll definitely watch this one again at some point. 
Um, what did you guys think? Did you think that this uh, movie was uh, up to the standards of a good rom-com or was it kind of uh, disappointing in some ways? You should let us know. We have a forums on www.everybodylovespudding.com. We don't always get people come and visit, but we really love it when people do and leave their ideas of the movies, even if it's a movie we haven't covered. Start a new conversation. Let people know what you think of a specific movie and get uh, get some reactions from some other people. But we're also on social media, on Facebook. We are uh, at Pudding Guys. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Real Pudding Guys. On Instagram, we are at Pudding Guys. Of course, I talked about Patreon earlier, but above and beyond everything, we are also now on YouTube. We are the channel Pudding Guys, unsurprisingly. Take a, take a look, take a listen. Now, this episode is going to be my tester because I just got a new camera to test out the video. I am not going to put this video up on YouTube. This is going to be my editing uh, test phase for that particular side of things. But I expect the next movie review that I do will also be up on YouTube. Thank you very much for coming in, sharing some time with me, and uh, listening to what I think about a few things. And let me know what you think. Until next time.